Hey guys, I'm Shay, a three-winged two on the Enneagram that finds her home in Atlanta, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to create an ongoing conversation about the tensions of following Jesus in today's culture. Join me and many others as we have conversations that challenge and inspire us to follow Jesus in our day and age. This is Just Shayin'. Hey everyone! Thank you for turn. Uh, hello, I'm already ruining it. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Hey everybody! Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Just Shan. And um, if you hear that slight little nasally congestive thing, that's real. Your speakers are not messed up. It is called the I'm not feeling a hundred percent. And uh, but I'm here because I want to be here, and I've really been excited for this interview. And I know all of you guys are going to love this, and I'm just here for it as much as you guys are. So I would love to take a second and introduce a new friend named Olivia Munn Shursa. I told her, I don't know if I'm going to get that right with my Southern accent, but by golly, I'm going to do my best. And so um, you guys know that I love to just kind of share how I came across people. Um, And so one of my roommates was always listening to this podcast, and she would tell us about it in this church in New York City. And... I, and, you know, I'm like, okay, I listened to a thousand other podcasts. I don't know if I have really room for another podcast in my life. Um, but they started doing these series in the middle of 2020 where I was like, dang, like this is real meaty. And I was like, and this honestly is what the body needs. Like we need some meat up in here outside of all the chaos. And so um, we watched a few series and Olivia was, uh, she's a part of the pastoral team there at Church of the City in New York down like probably like way up in Manhattan y'all she's living that hero life you know we all think it's luxurious up there she posted something with rain and floods and I was like you guys are heroes you're champs and so I was like I'm you know just down here in the south living my best human life with the mosquitoes and so anyways I want to just welcome you and say thank you for coming on Olivia and it's a true joy and an honor to have any time with you and a conversation with you is just a gift to my own heart. Thank you, Shay. Nice to be here. Yay. Uh, and so I was, you know, I was praying this morning and I already shared this with her, but <clears throat> I was praying this morning. I'm like, Lord, what do we talk about? Like there's, you know, 7,000 things that people probably need to hear. And just what is a moment that I'm like, Lord, what are you really leaning into for your body? And what is something that's just in your heart to talk about? And so I just kind of shared with her earlier, just things that I've been mulling over since, you know, 2020, the thing that we all hate talking about. We're like, is that real? Yes, it was real. Um, and so I was just talking about how, like in the midst of political tension, racial tension, all of the tension, um, you know, there was lots of tension in the church, probably more than we thought there we would ever experience. And, I was just sharing with her, like, how much, even me personally, y'all know I'm here, I ain't out here trying to scold nobody. I'll be the first one to sign up. Um, was just sharing about how much we can almost be, become passive in our discipleship and in our follow of Christ in the midst of tension. And we're looking at somebody else to come and do it for us and be the solution and do the hard thing so I don't have to do the hard thing. And live this thing out so, you know, I can just, you know, copy and paste somebody else's Instagram and say that, it, you know, uh, there I could go on that but trail forever. Um, and so I would love to just open the conversation of what is the body of Christ being the solution 
uh, instead of being passive? What does a aggressive, which sounds kind of aggressive, but like an active follow look like with mm-hmm. Christ? And I know you've spent time in Salvation Army, like working with homeless and addiction, and you've been in the throes um, of doing it, doing the thing that most people are wanting someone else to do. So I would love to open up what seems to be a big can of conversation. <laughs> uh, she's just sitting here like, okay, like, let's go. Um, and you're welcome to share a little bit of what you've done, uh, you know, what, what's got you to where you are, uh, and we'll just kick it off that way. Yeah, thanks. Um, man, I mean, I think that holiness is the solution to every problem. This is like... Um, that thought really started coming to me when um, in the book of Hebrews, it talks about without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And that used to really freak me out. Cause I was like, if I'm not perfect, I'm not going to go to heaven, you know, like really bad interpretation. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, just getting really tense about it. Um, but one day, like I, I understood that it was without our holiness, nobody else will see the Lord. Mm-hmm. That it's actually um, the church is the way that people see, see who God is. It's when we are living holy. So good. And, um, you know, again, I think even holiness gets misinterpreted to be like, just don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. You know, just right. Like, like rules, rules and regulations. Yeah. Which is like attractive to nobody. Right? <laughs> like not into that. Don't, don't sign me up for that. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, or if you are into it, it usually ends up failing anyway. So, right. Uh, absolutely. So, but like real holiness actually being, active and I think I think the word aggressive is perfectly appropriate (laughs) aggressive (laughs) holiness uh actually it's the doing good you know um a lot of what Jesus talked about was not um what we shouldn't do what we should do and living justly and giving Mm -hmm. and um serving and so I think that's actually what our like where our radiance comes from where like the beauty of God is seen is when we're walking it out so good yeah, it's so good, and I like that's what's hard, right? Because it's like I don't know. I mean, like we even look at you know the Great Commission is like make disciples. It never mm-hmm. says make a platform for yourself. It never says you know like go seek a microphone. Like it's like just follow him, mm-hmm. get around people that are living this thing out. And I think holiness is what draws us into that, and it's also the byproduct of that. Like mm-hmm. the more you behold him, the more you look like him. Yeah. And the more you're like, wait, I do, I do want to, you know, love well. I do want to serve well. And it's not necessarily, I got to go work my way into this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's from that posture of, I want to look like you. Yeah. And in order to look like you, like it's outwardly going to look like something. Yeah. It's not just an inward change, right? It's a outward expression of a deep inner work, mm-hmm. Um and in the midst of all of it, right? I think that's what 20, I mean, 2020 exposed a lot. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the list goes on and on. We're still seeing what it's exposing. Yeah. Um, but it's like we, as a church, we, I think it was this idea of like, wait, like, are you, can you strengthen yourself in the Lord? Like, mm-hmm. do you know how to turn your living room into a prayer room? Uh, do you know how to lead your own family? And I, I mean, I say all this, not cutting people. I say this because I was sitting here as full-time ministry, like, wait a minute. Like, you know, I'm getting unraveled. I'm getting pruned and I'm getting all of the mm-hmm. the goodies <laughs> that you're like, oh, <laughs> oh no. Um, and just, I don't know, like putting our focus on 
outward solutions instead of inward postures. Yeah. You know, and, and just what, I guess in your own walk, you know, what does that look like? And I know, you know, like that, you know, you're pastoral, like you're, you're on the pastoral team of any new discipleship and stuff. Like what does, I mean, I'm trying to think how to ask my question, right? (laughs) It could go 7,000 ways. Um, I guess like for you personally, like what does that look like for you? What has been a little bit of your own story in regards to holiness and not, I think like you said, holiness has such a bad connotation. The word holiness is like, but it's just, yeah. And it is be holy as I'm holy, be compassionate as I'm compassionate, be loving as I'm loving, Mm -hmm. which is like its own bag of tea. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Now I'm just rambling. (laughs) Well, I'll start rambling too. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I mean, I think in terms of like what it looks like or what it has looked like for me, um, it's been different, different seasons, of course. And that's like, um, it's really important to know what you are called to do in your season, right? It's not the same for everybody. So there's not meant to be some sort of like pressure burden like you have to you know live in the worst neighborhood you can find or else you're not reflecting Jesus (laughs) but it's um what are the things that are tugging on your heart so I think when I was like 17 18 I had a lot more energy I didn't have any children and you know nothing tying me down and I um I think you got to like uh own that and jump on it you know like if that's where you're at like go for it so I remember feeling like I have been given so much and um I started to feel like this conviction of I've just been poured into my whole life. I have a great family. I'm like, I need to give back. So at that age, like it looked like, um, yeah, moving into the slums in Vancouver, Canada with um, in the downtown East side with the Salvation Army and like living amongst people in addiction and um, building a relationship. Really, it was um, incarnational. Um, and that was the sweetest season of my life. It's a weird, it's a weird sort of contradiction that I was like, I've been given so much, it's time for me to give back. And then it was like, actually the best. You know, we find Jesus there, that's where he is. He's, um, he's close to the brokenhearted. So I find when I am close to them, I'm close to him too. I feel um, the same way. Yeah. And I think, I think now it's requiring, I have a, I have a toddler and uh, a job that keeps me a little more local and like a little more administrative tasks and that kind of stuff. But um, I think now it looks more like a spiritual discipline for me, which is an interesting, I never used to think of like, I guess, um, service or being like amongst the suffering as a discipline. It was like a given, but I think now in my life, I actually have to like, I've been having to look for opportunities. Like where can I, how can I get out of like just being around the same people who are just like me? How can I find those who, uh, maybe I can serve, I can help. So it's, uh, I'm finding ways. I'm like serving with the relief bus in our city. That's been just like a great little connecting point. And uh, yeah, so different seasons, it looks different. Yeah, and like, that's, I've, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, right, like we just got done talking about a bunch of stuff and I was like, you know, like I'm still single. Like this is just life for me. Living amongst it is the call and the grace that I felt on my life. Whereas I have friends that are single 
that are living in like different areas of the city. And they just feel that grace and that call to be like, these are the people I need to be Uh around. Uh And so it's not like, hey, go throw yourself in the poor, right? Like, but it's, you know, I would find to say that some of the richest people are poor people Uh uh, in a different way, right? Like it's that, it just looks different. You know, like I had to learn that coming back from third world. I was like, Uh oh my gosh. All these people, like, your poor people are even richer than people, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is this whole mindset. But I I love what you said, because it is, it's just like, I think it doesn't matter where you are locationally. It's a posture mm-hmm. of heart of mm-hmm. what do you look like in this area? What do you want to do in this area? Mm-hmm. You know, and I keep hearing the beatitude, like, in the pure in heart will see God. Mm-hmm. And it's like. The thing that you almost want to see, you'll see. So it's like, how do we get to the place with whole, within holiness mm. of my heart is low enough where I can see him no matter where I am, mm. whether I'm amongst rich people or poor people, whether I'm amongst people that have 10 grocery stores in a one mile radius or no grocery stores, yeah. anywhere close. And how do I find him? And he is close to the brokenhearted. That's his thing. He's like, I'll never leave them. Mm-hmm. So how do, you know, how do, how do I see him in rich people? Like, mm-hmm. that's on me. Like, Lord, mm-hmm. give me to a place where I can see you yeah. among, no matter, like, no among whoever I'm around at any moment. Yeah. Um, and it's like so easy to talk about. It's not easy to talk about, but it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. But it's like, there's that holiness piece to the back end of that of, yeah. you know, the disciplines. And I love what you shared because every season is different. There are some seasons it's like, this just looks different than the season of your singleness of like, I'm doing this, you know, um, and being intentional. And I think that's what you, even what you said, because I know a lot of my listeners are older, they're married. It's like, well, what does that look like for me? And it's like, like you said, it becomes a discipline of I make time to go, okay, like I'm going to go put myself here amongst people I, that don't look like me, that maybe don't even believe like me, mm-hmm. Um you know, they don't make the same, you know, salary every year or whatever. And I'm going to find you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I just went on another tangent, but I just, I know, I, I'm full of them. It's just, it just be what it be. Mm-hmm. But um, I love what you said about that because I think sometimes we equal spirituality to service and in mm-hmm. like time that you can give to something. And it's like, that's not necessarily the way of Jesus either. Because sometimes for me personally, when I did a podcast on this, it became self-righteous. You're like, look, yeah, yeah. look at all this time that I can give. Look at the, all these things that I can do. Mm-hmm. And that's just ugly and gross and grotesque. But and I'm like, it's just nasty. Yeah. Yeah. It's very easy to get self-righteous. That's like such a trap. And I, I remember when I was like living in the ghetto, you know, I people were like, wow, I could never do what you do. And I'm like, you should. <laughs> You know, like literally, you can. You literally just quoted me. You've quoted me just now. (laughs) Not having any sense of like, perhaps they have a different purpose in this moment of their lives, or yeah. Mm -hmm. And definitely, I found when I am around people of high means, my soul, like my like humanity in front, is just like having all these assumptions. And then, but if I can actually be tuned into the spirit, like God, what? How do you see this person? Uh, he doesn't judge by the outward appearance. No, and sadly, too often we do. And I say that for myself. And it's just to take me lower Mm 
mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. decrease me, mm-hmm. decrease me, which is yeah. like, yay, such a beautiful prayer that we have painted up on the wall. And it's like, that's actually hard. Like that's actually the war against the flesh and against culture, cultural, like you need this, you need this, this, you know, being constantly told over and over. Mm-hmm. And that's something I appreciate about the church that you're involved with is just like, hey, this is the gospel. Like, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I just, it's so refreshing, honestly, to be like, this is, you know, like, this is just a simple gospel. Mm-hmm. And I say simple, and I know that everybody's like, it's not that simple. Like, it is simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's simple. Right, it's simple, but it's not easy. It's not shallow, but it's simple. Like, we just got to keep coming back to it over and over and over again, right? Because we just stray. We do. And I, it is so easy to be like, whoop. And you're like, wait, no, like this isn't. And it's so easy to just get lost and even just trying to figure out culture and what, Mm -hmm. what is this about? And um, how do we do this as ministers of the gospel? Like, how do we approach this? How do we do that? Um, It's, it's a joy (laughs) and also a thorn in the flesh because you're like, I don't know. I don't have answers. And um I guess like knowing that you do like your heart is for discipleship and obviously like what that looks like in for you as a pastor. I mean, that's like pastor of discipleship. Like (laughs) I'm sure that is not easy by any stretch. Um, But what, like what in the sense of just metanoia and like all of that, like what would you say, has been some keys to like, Hey, like get under people, let them disciple you, like be known. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to hit things that I know that you're like, Oh yeah. But yeah. 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 I mean, um, at least in New York city, you know, I've got a very small like world, like it feels like it's the whole world, but it's not, (laughs) but at least in Manhattan, uh, a lot of people are very driven to with a lot of ambition to like, be better and you know work harder or else they like fail and they leave <laughs> um so I find that some people want to approach discipleship like a self-improvement you know like how can mm-hmm. I like win at this how can I like become the best version of a Christian possible and um just fill my mind with all the knowledge so that I can like compete I can like win in like theological debates and you know just be awesome at it and what actually is more fruitful and hits the heart of it is uh, authenticity and um, confession and it's slow that's really hard to (laughs) discipleship (laughs) takes a long time there's no like here's your three-step model that in six months you can not at all you know it's really life together so um yeah we're working on just like how do we go like not and also it's not um you can't like mass produce it either you know so we're like a big church for New York. Um, so you get crowds of people, but discipleship is usually like one-on-one or like one-on-two. It's like in the like small moments over a long period of time. And, um, so how to invite people, we're trying to invite people into that. Just like, yeah, not going to happen overnight and it's not going to look very flashy, but let's talk about how are you actually doing with the Lord? Mm -hmm. What does your walk look like tomorrow and today? (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so we practice, one of the things that we do is called core groups. That's been like so transformational. And it's uh, it's an acronym. It's not a great acronym because it's not like grammatically consistent, 
but it's memorable. So a core, um, C-O-R-E, we do C is confession. So every time we get together, it's a group of two or three and actually just like confess sins or confess struggles, um, which is just a great way to start. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, step absolutely. one, <laughs> usually <clears throat> you say that for the end, but that's the first one. And then O is for others. Um, so who are the people that you're praying for? Who are those that you're witnessing to in your life? Is there anyone else that is on your heart? Which I love that too. Cause it's like, it's so good. Discipleship isn't just about like me and Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's like others are for reading. What are you reading in the Bible? What are you learning? And for that, we do a little bit of like actual accountability. Like, you know, yeah. How's your memory versus going? Like, what are you <laughs> studying? And then E is encouragement. So we just encourage each other. That's awesome. Um, which man, like one word of encouragement can carry you for a week, you know, like a Absolutely. real at the heart. So that's been a great practice that we're, we're trying. Uh, and some of those <laughs> core groups can be like, you know, last for years and years and years, but the, I think that's where like the actual heart being formed, mm. being changed. And it's, it's so counterculture to what we're used to. Well, yeah. And that's that. Yeah. Uh, one thing that you said, just confession, mm-hmm. I was sitting here thinking like we need confession culture is what we really mm. need. Yeah versus cancel culture which everybody's like she said it I did say it it's whatever um but like because we have such shame culture like we Mm -hmm. or cancel culture if you will Mm -hmm. confession culture is hard Mm. like if I confess this what are they going to do with it and Mm. you know I love that it's like no we actually have a place for that like like this is the time that we confess and it's so be it's so sad in one hand that it's like such a, almost like a lost thing mm. in churches yeah. um, or amongst believers, and it's like no, that's something I do with the Lord. And it's like no, confess to one another, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bring, like let the lie in, like let it in amongst people that are safe. Yeah. Um, and so that was one thing I was like, yes, like, that's so beautiful. Like, I have people that I confess to. I'm like, hey, this thought crossed my mind. Or, hey, I'm having crazy thoughts. Like, what is going on with me? Um, <laughs> and they lay hands on me. They pray for me. They're like, hey, the next day, like, how are you doing? That's um, you know, and like, it's so counterculture. Mm-hmm. It's so like, even in church, it's like, it's like, well, you did what? Mm-hmm. You did what? And I'm trying to teach my youth group, like, hey, you get to confess that. And I'm not going to shame you and I'm not going to like cancel you. Like you get to still sit at this table with us. You still get to show up and be a, a son or a daughter. Yeah. yeah. And even amongst your confession. And I'm like, where did this go? Like, where did it just like, we looked up one day and it was like, where did that go? Yeah. Um, and like, it's, it's sad. I'm sitting that here. It like, really this. is like the simple gospel too. Right. I think it's like, it doesn't sound so hard, but I think the, the world weirdly, like um, you think of the world as being so like tolerant and accepting and like, Oh, the church is judgmental, but I think there's a lot of fear of judgment um, in culture, like in society of like, Absolutely. if I do this wrong, then like, I'm going to get blasted. And like, like cancel culture, you're saying like, there's not a lot of grace for like a slip up. And so um, I think confession actually is a um, like a form of, meekness of being like actually I acknowledge once again that I need a savior (laughs) that I still am in need of forgiveness even today and I'm not actually trying to pretend otherwise and it's powerful but it's scary if you don't (laughs) actually believe the good news right that you're like your shame is gone your guilt is gone you're covered 
Well, I think that exposes the deeper issue is like, what do we really believe? Like if we can't confess, I'm saying this to everyone listening, including myself to remind myself, like then you don't necessarily believe the truth of who he is because mm. he says there's no condemnation. He says there's no shame. Mm. you right. But yet it's still like, you know, you're still kind of honey clenching when you have to confess something. <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh, like, um, right. like what are they going to think? Like I'm supposed to be their leader. Like I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be this. Mm-hmm. I have allegedly something to withhold, like uphold here. And it's like, hey, actually I'm human. Actually, I need the cross. I need a, a savior and I need to be needy on him. Yeah. And that looks like me seeing where I need him, mm-hmm. which is just not a popular, like it's not popular, but it's like the answer. It is the solution. It's like, it that really is, is, that is it. It's yeah. not that hard, but apparently it's very hard. It's hard to the flesh. It is. It's a little bit of self crucifixion, you know, like destroy your image. You know, you think, but, and it's got to be with the right people, of course, is like, absolutely, you know, those that you really, that you know that they love you. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, yeah. just a, just a little uh, sidebar. Do not go confess your stuff on Instagram or <laughs> Facebook or whatever medium that you're using. Yeah. Uh, don't even do it with everybody. Like find the very few safe, solid people, um, uh, safe, solid people. And man, like it's been the most freeing thing for me mm-hmm. is to just it as a leader as somebody and forget leader. It doesn't even just need to be leaders. It just needs to be believers saying like, Hey, like this is happening. And, you know, I need, well, I think there was a quote. I'm trying to make who did it, but it keeps running through my head. And he said, I preach the gospel to myself every day. Mm-hmm. Like I read the gospel to myself every day. Because I need the reminder that it wasn't just last year that I needed it. It wasn't just when I first got saved. Like, I need it every day. Every day, the neediness of God. Is it growing? Is it stagnant? Or is it not even there? Mm -hmm. And just like, Lord, like, keep my heart soft enough to know that it needs you. Yeah. Like, keep it soft enough to know that it needs you. Um, And it's really like that's... And from that place of need, knowing that he's going to lead and he's going to meet you there Mm -hmm. in your brokenness or just in your awareness of like, I just need you. I think too, it's like you need him on the mountaintop and you need him in the valley. Like Mm -hmm. it's neither one's different in the sense of need. Mm -hmm. Uh, And isn't that like just where we started, like talking about the church being the solution. Like if we, the body of Christ, fully believe this and just like embrace it like I remember a mentor of mine um she was like evangelizing to someone and they're like oh you Christians use grace as a crutch and she's like uh it's not a crutch it's a wheelchair (laughs) like I'm fully like (laughs) I have no power of my own um like it's a great illustration isn't it like actually what a great answer but um to be an actual witness to the world of like I am broken and I am rescued and I'm being carried um, and we believe that then we operate out of freedom. We operate out of like the love we've been given and, uh, it changes the way we live and it changes the societies we live in as we like are permeated like yeast in the dough. And we're just like living out of love, living out of like no shame, living out of like, I'm weak, but he's strong. Um, yeah, that's gonna make a huge impact. 
Yeah, it's, I keep thinking of the parable of the Good Samaritan. It's like, who's my neighbor? And it's like, whoever's around you, like whoever's around you, whether they're a different religion or a different faith, um, they are your neighbor. And when you're soft hearted and you know you need him, those that none of that is intimidating. Mm. It's just mm-hmm. like, I know my neediness and I know if I'm needy, there's other people that are needy. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes, how can I go love these people? Yeah. How can I go show them like that I'm just as broke essentially? Like I'm in the wheelchair, mm-hmm. but I have a solution. Mm-hmm. I have a promise. I actually have a covenant that I'm covenanted to. Like he will never leave me. Mm-hmm. He'll never forsake me. And that's the good news is that, yeah, like I'll still have brokenness. I'm still being sanctified. I still have to confess. Like I still have things that I'm like, hey, yeah, talk about that weirdness, but here we are. Mm-hmm. And, but yet, he's the solution. And he, because he is that, because he's the solution, I can now give a solution Mm. instead of, you know, well, this or that, or maybe this, or maybe you need to work more and maybe you need to do this. And it's like, no, you don't need to hustle more actually. Like that's actually not the solution. It's actually Jesus. And it's such a, you know, Jesus is the solution and put it on a t-shirt and sell it. And it's like, well, what does that really mean? And Mm. that's where we all get caught up, right? Because it doesn't, there's not a formula for that, but it looks like neediness on him, no matter if you're the senior pastor, the senior leader, or the intern that's cleaning the toilets, or just somebody that's listening to this, that's like, I don't really even know Jesus this way, this way that y'all are talking about him. You need him. Mm -hmm. So I could keep talking forever. Um, I'm sure you could too. I'm going to ask you just to pray, pray as you feel led. Um, Honestly, take as long as you want and just pray, Um, pray for every person listening, pray however you feel, however the Holy Spirit leads you to pray. Um, Just, yeah, how I release you. Yeah. Well, we are so thankful for you, Jesus. And uh, we are just in awe of the fact that you are God and yet you are such a humble king that you came to serve, not to be served, that you came to give your life and uh, you've shown us the way to life. And so we, we look to you as not only like our, our rescuer, um, the one who is, has pulled us out of death and pulled us out of that shame um, but also as the one who walks with us still and um, shows us the way to, to live, the way to life, even as we journey. And so um, it's to you we're praying and it's we're like we're from you and we're for you and we're with you and you go behind us. And um, thank you for the beauty of the church that mm-hmm. all around the world in, um, in big ways and in small ways, your kingdom is expanding and I'm just so encouraged just to hear about what you're doing by your spirit in Atlanta, and what you're doing in Mozambique, and what you're doing in New York City, and what you're doing in so many like homes and alleyways and shops and offices um, all across the world. You are constantly moving and your church is just um, alive. And so we ask for your purification of your bride that you would continue to wash us with the word, um, that time in your presence and time uh, in the scriptures would just cleanse us more and more, Lord, as we, just that we'd be 
cleansed of shame, cleansed of guilt, cleansed of um, bondage and like patterns that we feel we can't get out of. Um, thank you, Jesus, that you set us free. And, um, and that we are, we, it's not just, um, we're not journeying independently or trying to um, be on like a personal one woman rescue mission for the world and um, trying to make ourselves better, but that you've given us each other. So I pray uh, for everyone listening now that you would provide them with sisters and brothers um, with whom they can confess and with whom they can um, share their life together, um, that there be people who are safe places, that um, those who will sharpen them and encourage them and hold their hand and fight alongside them. So I pray blessing over all the communities represented in this podcast, um, churches big and small and small groups and house churches and families. I just pray your um, spirit of unity um, across these little representations of the body of Christ around the world. And I pray that our witness would be absolutely shining, Lord. We just recognize <clears throat> church has not always got it right. And uh, so many times... The world has uh, a, a wrong image of you because of the way that we've lived. And so mm. we just ask God that you would um, that you would purify our witness. That the way that we live would accurately show who you are, Jesus, to the world. They would see you as the merciful King, see you as the God of justice, um, as the Lamb, as the Lion as the creator of all, as the God of love, the friend of sinners. Just pray they would see you in us. In Jesus' name. And oh, and I pray just this, um, this verse from Colossians that you are in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Um, I pray that in us, we would have like this deep, deep hope for what is to come you give us a glimpse of the kingdom of heaven that is coming uh, lord that we would live with our eyes not on um what's right in front of us but instead with our eyes fixed on the kingdom that's coming we'd have hope in us and i pray that christ in us you would bring hope to the world um, that people would see the hope of glory walking around everywhere we go that um, people would see a, a better way they would see a path of life um, they would see the, the shining light of the gospel um, through us as we walk around. I pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Woo woo. I'm like, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I got all like riled up over here. I was like, right. putting myself put on mute. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, nobody needs to hear all that, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So real quick, I'm just going to ask you a question that I ask everybody that I have on here. Uh, and it's basically, if you could have three people, uh, I'll go ahead and say living or dead. It's fine. Um, outside of the Trinity, because we already know that that would be like the top three. Um, we'll say that they're already there eating barbecue or whatever. Um, and who would it be and why? Mm. I think um, all dead. <laughs> all dead That's people. real. That's real. Because <laughs> <laughs> if they're here, I'm like, maybe it'll happen someday. Um, I think... Um, William Booth started the Salvation Army total hero of mine, revivalist mm -hmm. um, 
shaker, shaker upper of many things. Oh yeah. Um, and Junia, she's like in the book of Acts. I would love to meet someone who was like part of the first century church. And uh, she's not talked a lot about, but they describe her as like um, great among the apostles. So I'm like, yeah, apostle. I want to know like her story. I'm in for that. Oh man. She's got to be epic. Um, And then I was thinking about, this is very random, but um, the midwives in the book of Exodus who spared Moses, they've really been like inspiration for me recently, just like their humble act of obedience and like defiance against the Pharaoh and how um, they delivered the deliverer. And I'm like, oh, wow. They had so much courage um, just in their job, right? They just like said no. And um, so they're, I've just been recently thinking about, I want to meet them in heaven and be like, thank you. And right. Like, oh, well done. So I'd love to meet them. Yeah, that's wild. I've never even thought about that. But like they delivered the deliverer. Yeah. Woo! They're right. like up there like, wow, one act of obedience. And you don't even know exactly why or what. But Who you they just were knew. Yeah. But, but you do it because you're like, this is what he's asked. Like this is. Yeah. Woo. Even just talking about like seasons and like knowing you're, you know, they were not the ones to like set the people free, but they just like were being faithful and doing what was right. Wow, that's that's enough to chew on for a while. But that's like four people, either one of them. <laughs> you know what? But you can have as many as you want. <laughs> All of a sudden, she's like, and this person and that person. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing. And on, I just want to th- say thank you for just and honor the yes that you've given the Lord and just tell you that it's been a testimony to many uh, that you don't even know, right? Like I'm one that randomly was like, hey, I'm going to reach out. <laughs> um, but just thank you for your service. Thank you for, uh, I, we always have this saying, and thank you for being the, you know, having the heart of Mary, but the hands of Martha mm-hmm. and um, being able to just hop in when you need to hop in and follow him. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether, and, you know, thank you for leveraging your singleness well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as a single person, I see that and I'm like, yes, like yeah. that's encouraging mm-hmm. in itself. Right. Um, and so I just want to say thank you from just another sister in the Lord and just honor you and just thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you. Treat. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, y'all got lots to chew on. So good luck and um, go look up the midwives in Exodus. Let me know what your thoughts are and whether you're in your cubicle or your car, um, make sure that you keep your eyes on the road and um, your eyes on your computer. All righty. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.